You're listening to the Bitcoin.com News Podcast. Today's guest is Jen from Everize. Welcome to the show, Jen. Hey, Avi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. So, Jen, would you please uh, start by introducing yourself to our audience? Yeah. So, my name is Jen Young. I'm the Director of Marketing over at Everize. And for those of you guys who don't know, Everize is a blockchain technology company And we're really focused on offering security solutions to make DeFi more accessible and, quite honestly, safer for everyone participating in the space. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can you uh, explain what what exactly is that uh, you offer, like the the broad vision, like uh, for developers? What what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think the way I look at Everize is it's kind of like a two pronged. DeFi project in terms of, I think, our direct demographic, right? Because when we think about the future of DeFi, like the biggest thing for us is one, making sure that investors can feel safe and secure with their investments and making sure that we're providing developers with the tools that they need to like technologically ensure that their projects are secure. And I think these two things work in tandem. And so what Everize is concretely doing to achieve this mission is we're creating an ecosystem of dApps that need to exist on as many blockchains as possible to increase the adoption of safety protocols across the entire DeFi space. So right now, Everize is available on the Ethereum blockchain, the Binance Smart Chain, and the Polygon mainnet. And What's really incredible about that is, you know, our project at this point is only about seven months old and to be launched simultaneously on all three of these blockchains with a shared supply means that we get to bring our entire ecosystem of dApps to each of those main nets. And we've so far um, have launched five dApps in the seven months that we've been around and they all are first to market and unique in their own way in terms of bringing security into the space. Sounds interesting. So can you uh, clarify and, uh, you know, detail what uh, each uh, the app does exactly? Yeah, absolutely. So the first dApp that we released is called Everone. And the way I want you to think about Everone is it's a smart contract locker. So basically, what a lot of people don't realize um, in the DeFi space and something that we've noticed is, you know, the smart contract is everything. If a developer has access to the smart contract, they're able to change tokenomics. They're able to, like, it's everything that controls the project, if that makes sense. And oftentimes what we've traditionally seen is developers go and they renounce access to the smart contract. And what that means is, they're saying, hey, we're sending this to you know, a dead wallet. No one has access to this anymore. And developers are doing that to, one, gain trust within their community, um, within the space. And they're saying, hey, we aren't going to change the, the contract on you guys. But when they do that, they're actually giving up so much because as the project grows, you know, you need to be able to access the smart contract if you're working with an exchange and you have to whitelist their address. There's all these other things 
And I, for me, I think the biggest thing is, you know, what happens if there is a smart contract exploit that you didn't realize your smart contract had right when you launched it. And then if you renounce access to that smart contract, you can't go back and fix the exploit. Your investors are now, um, you know, they're vulnerable. And so whatever own does is it, it provides like quite honestly, in my opinion, it's, it's the best alternative and it's a new, um, it's, I'm sorry, Javi, I'm totally stumbling over my words, but basically what Everone does is it allows developers okay. to store their smart contract within a locker on the blockchain that's accessed by a weighted community vote. And what that means is, you know, if a developer goes, hey guys, we have this project that we're launching and, you know, they go through the basics of all of it and instead of saying we're going to renounce ownership of the contract to you know create trust within you guys they can say we're going to store our smart contract in the ever own locker this way you guys can rest assured knowing that the smart co contract can't change without us informing you and if they do need access to the smart contract back they can engage a vote with their community and all of a sudden, you know, Everone is not only something that secures the smart contract, but it also provides the investors governance within the projects. So I think that's probably mm -hmm. the easiest way to look at Everone. Um, and in addition to securing the smart contract, it also locks any newly generated liquidity. And that could also be accessed by a community vote too. And quite honestly, Everone is the first product of its kind to market. We're seeing adoption across Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain. We're in conversations with several Polygon projects about leveraging and utilizing Everone. And I think this is something that can really become a security standard for dealing with centralization privileges, um, which is oftentimes, you know, if you go and look at any projects, DeFi security audit, especially if you look at the project CERDIC is auditing so often, um, that centralization privilege risk is something that we're seeing on a lot of projects. And I think Everone is a good solution to that. So that is one of the five dApps that we have released. Um, the second one is Everbridge, which is basically a unique bridge that we built for. Uh, for users to be able to go cross-chain. And what's unique about this bridge is it actually leverages a lock and unlock mechanism as opposed to a mint and burn. So when we're going across chains, uh, a really good example, um, given that Rise exists on all three chains through Everbridge is if I wanted to send 100 Rise tokens to the Ethereum network, the way the unlock and lock mechanism of Everbridge works is it would take my 100 rise BNB, it would, we would send that through the bridge and within the bridge, there's like a rise BNB locker. Those 100 tokens would get locked in that locker and then there's a rise Ethereum locker. And on that side, 100 tokens would be unlocked and sent to you on the Ethereum network. And what's great about this is if our bridge for some reason was ever compromised our investors are not 
you know, subject to an infinite mint of tokens, which is a problem that we've traditionally seen with bridges in the past. And it also allows us to do transfers at block speed. It's crazy. We've seen people go cross chain um, in a matter of minutes, as opposed to, you know, waiting upwards of 10, 20, 30 minutes to see tokens go from one blockchain to another. I'll pause there. Do you have any questions? Sure. Yeah. Is that available for uh, the individuals or only for developers like to implement within their, uh, you know, within their uh, platforms? Yeah. So Everbridge is develop available for developers to implement within their platforms. And what's really interesting is most recently um, we had a public beta test for something that we're calling a native coin swap which allows you to trade, or sorry, not trade, but to swap native coins like BNB, Ethereum, and Matic um, cross-chain without the need for using, like, uh, without the need for using a um, CEX. Sorry, <laughs> I totally had a little mind blank there. And that was initially a feature that we released under Everbridge, but we have now actually released that feature officially under Everswap, which is available for anyone and everyone to use. Oh, that's great. So uh, individual can can try it out. And would that require uh, liquidity to set up from, from a platform provider if I wanted to have... Uh, you know, such capabilities? Not necessarily, um, because the way Everswap works is basically you can trade, it's trading on, it's swapping on top of like Pancake, Uniswap, and QuickSwap. But this native coin swap feature specifically, um, which I think is something pretty unique to Everize, that you don't need any liquidity. It's just, you know, if you have, BNB, BP20, and you want Ethereum ERC20 or Matic Polygon, you just send it through the bridge and we're able to leverage the Everrise token as the transfer token. And what's really cool is we've actually seen people go from, you know, BNB to Ethereum in two minutes, Ethereum to Matic in around two minutes. And so it's a faster way to do this type of DeFi swapping. Yeah, indeed. It's a, uh, you know, much, much, uh, it's like a orders of magnitude almost, uh, type of, uh, improvement. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's a massive mm -hmm. time saver. Um, yeah. sorry, very quickly, I'll just go through the rest of our DAP ecosystem. We Thanks. also have Ever Migrate, uh, which is a tool that we created for upgrading smart contracts. Um, Everrise recently went through our own protocol upgrade at the end of November 2021. And we realized, you know, airdrops are one, not the most secure way to migrate tokens. Two, it's really, really expensive to do. Um, as a developer, you're having to pay gas fees on every single transaction that you're swapping. So what Evermigrate does is it allows you to basically say, hey, I'm going to plug in this contract and let's call this, you know, the V1 contract. And we are now upgrading to our V2 contract and you're able to set, you know, a conversion ratio, a max transaction limit, 
users pay for the gas. So really it's a more seamless way to upgrade your project if that's what you're looking to do. Um, 98% of the Everize V1 holdings were migrated to V2 using Evermigrate. So, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. We build prod- products and we also utilize them and leverage them. Um, we have Everstake, which is our staking platform. Uh, when we upgraded our contract to, a, you know, V2, we also introduced staking into the Everize ecosystem. Currently, right now, about 47% of the total Everize supply is staked, which is absolutely incredible. In development, we have EverWallet. And EverWallet's really interesting. I look at it as a an additional layer on top of your existing DeFi wallet. So you would use this in addition to MetaMask or Trust Wallet. And it's basically two-factor authentication. And that way, you know, if for God forbid your wallet was ever compromised, um, if you were leveraging a tool like EverWallet, you know, the hackers who have access to your wallet still wouldn't be able to complete a transaction without also having access to EverWallet. And then we also have EverSale, which is our pre sale platform. The biggest differentiator about EverSale is you know, we won't be taking any project tokens as a fee. Currently, right now, um, everyone else, DX sale, pink sale, they all take project tokens as a fee for projects that are launching on their launch pad. And then unfortunately, those tokens get dumped. And that doesn't totally make a whole lot of sense to us. It's almost like, you know, you're cutting the legs off of a project right as it's starting to learn how to walk. Um, and then our third DAP that's in development is Everlock, which is a community locking for liquidity. So instead of it just being a time-based locker, it is also based off of a weighted community vote because, you know, a project's liquidity, that belongs to the community and the investors. And so we wanted to create something that allowed developers to not be subject to a time lock because, you know, say their project is going really, really well and they need to unlock liquidity either to go to an exchange or to migrate their contract, whatever it is. So often uh, when things like that occur, it's not really, you can't really plan for it. And if you, if you're using a time lock, it could potentially totally hinder the development of your project. So with something like Everlock, it actually allows the community to participate in the governance. It allows developers to have the flexibility to know that, hey, if we need to access this, we can, as long as we inform the community and initiate a vote. What's really cool about Everlock is an MVP of Everlock is actually currently available in EverOwn. And are there any uh, project testing it uh, so far, or are you testing it? Um, you know, with your own projects. Yeah. So Everize is on Everone, and right now, let me check the list. The last I checked, we had over twenty projects onboarded and verified. A couple pending. Um, like I said, Everlock is still in development. 
but the MVP of it is in Everone. So we're actually seeing how the projects that are currently onboarded onto Everone and that we are onboarding onto Everone are going to be leveraging the platform. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask uh, two follow-up questions about the dApps that you mentioned last day. Um, regarding the the wallet that you said uh, used as a 2FA, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, that, can it be used by uh, individual or does it need to be implemented by the developers? It can be used, ever while it can be used by individuals. Mm -hmm. And how, how would it, exactly would it work? It's just like a, a extra password or, or what's, what, you know, what's the type of uh, security that it gives you? Yeah. So again, this is a DAP that's still in development, but it's just that additional layer of security on top of your wallet. So instead of you just being able to transact directly from just Trust Wallet, you would also need to connect to the Ever Wallet DAP as well. Got it. And can you tell us uh, more about the staking features? Um, you know, for uh, projects out there that are looking to add, um, you know, staking, which is very, uh, you know, very in vogue right now. How, how would they go about that? Yeah. yeah. So what's been really interesting is we've actually had a lot of interest from projects who are interested in, you know, leveraging Everstake for their own you know, if they want to implement staking themselves. But for us at this current point in time, Everstake is the specific staking dApp that we've created for Everrise only. Um, we are looking at expanding the features and functionalities of that. So that way, if projects do want to adopt our staking platform, we're able to provide them an option for that. But what's really great about Everstake and the way that we've approached it for our own Rise folders is it's an incredibly flexible program. You're able to choose to stake for anywhere from one month to 12 months. Um, rewards are weighted based off of how much time you stake for. And what's really unique about us is we can't really give you um, an APY on what you'll make in return when you stake your RISE tokens because how our staking platform works, it works in hand with the buyback mechanism of our token. So anytime tokens are bought back off the open market via our automatic buyback, those tokens are then taken and redistributed to the staking pool. And the buyback buys back based off of volume. And so it's a system that really feeds itself, uh, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Okay, another topic that I saw, um, you know, Everize focuses on is uh, buybacks. Can you tell me, tell me more about that? What should investors know about uh, buybacks? Yeah, so I think for this, it makes a lot of sense for us to zoom out a little bit into our overall tokenomics. So every rise, sell, buy, or transfer is subject to 6% tax. Um, 2% goes to our project sustainability wallet, which we leverage for business development, our product development, operations, marketing, et cetera. And then 4% goes into what we call a buyback and stake tax. 
And so within each blockchain that Everize is on, which is Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon, in our smart contracts on these three blockchains, there's a buyback wallet where whatever money is within the buyback wallet, it can only be used to buy back rise off the open market. It's stored securely within our contract. Um, the only thing that we're really able to do is we're able to take the native coin and swap for a stable coin within the wallet, just in case we ever see, you know, the market go up and we want to convert some of that buyback amount to stabilize it, we can. And mm -hmm. basically we have an automatic buyback system that is again, based off of volume and the amount that it buys back is very much within, sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, the automated buyback system buys back based off of volume and how much it buys back actually depends on the buyer sell pressure during a certain period of time. And again, anything that gets bought back off the open market via our buyback system gets redistributed to stakers on that specific chain. Okay. Does that make sense? Makes sense. <laughs> okay. it, it, yeah, it's pretty complex, but uh, you know, I, I hope it makes sense to, to people that, uh, you know, can understand this type of, uh, uh, you know, this, this type of mechanisms. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you've mentioned you've been around for seven months and, you know, these are a lot of, uh, you know, very advanced uh, developments. So what can you tell us about uh, the team behind uh, Everize? You know, uh, who are the, the main players that, you know, we need to know about? Yeah, so in terms of how sophisticated our development is and how fast our development is, I really just have to give this to the development team. Um, our CEO, founder, and lead developer, Suresh, is an absolute genius. You know, Everize was the first project to introduce the concept of buybacks into cryptocurrency. And Suresh coded the contract himself. And we've seen the Everize contract forked over 2,000 times. Uh, it's incredible what he's been able to do and what he's been able to create in such a short amount of time. And I think, you know, Suresh himself, he has over 20 years of development experience. Ben, who is our director of technology, also has over 25 years of development experience. So in terms of our development team, you know, they are veterans, seasoned developers in, within the space. And I think that oftentimes is really hard to come by. I feel like, you know, a lot of projects have to end up outsourcing a good chunk of development uh, just because, you know, Web3 is still, we're still so early within the space, but we're very fortunate to have a really talented team. We have a couple other people on the team, Wasso, who's our director of business development, who used to be a part of Hoge, the first deflationary token that was on Ethereum. We have David Gockstein, who is our brand consultant and also part of the core team. And it's just, you know, I, I do have to say, I've never quite come across a team like Everize within the DeFi space. There's people new to crypto. There's people who are seasoned veterans of crypto and 
we really all came together because we saw the vision that Suresh was building and we fully believed in it and we are fully behind it. Yeah, I, I, that sounds, uh, you know, uh, very good. That, that's definitely something that anyone looking to invest in, uh, you know, Web3 and DeFi and, and the whole field, you know, is looking for people you know, try, try to look for, uh, you know, developers and people that, that stand behind their, uh, their project. Yeah. And, you know, again, we have what five dApps released out of eight that are currently slated. All of these dApps are incredibly unique. Like Everone is the first of its kind to market. Everbridge is the first DeFi bridge that we're seeing that is built within this way. You know, all of our products are built with, can this make the safe spacer? Um, whole, can this make the safe spacer? That makes absolutely no sense. But can this make the space safer? And then they're all built from scratch and they're all built in-house. So this is stuff that we are building with our own proprietary code. Nothing you see that we create is a copy of something else or a contract that's forked or you know, what have you. They're all their own unique products, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder what's the what's the great vision behind it? Why is uh, Everest so focused on uh, security within the, the space? Was was there something that uh, you know that, that brought you all to 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 focus on that? I think it's just something that when Everize was first created, the goal was, can we bring this concept of a buyback into cryptocurrency successfully? And secondly, off the bat, Suresh knew that he wanted to develop a product like Everown. And so once the project launched, so many people, you know, became supporters of the project. It was one of the biggest launches I have personally ever seen on the Binance Smart Chain. And really for us, it's every almost every person within our community that we have talked to, as well as almost every single person on staff has experienced some sort of DeFi scam. And, you know, looking out and if you zoom out and you start looking at the analytics that reports from, you know, blockchain analytics firms, uh, we're seeing that billions and billions of dollars are being stolen in cryptocurrency due to scams. And that was just in 2021. Um, there was actually a report that blockchain analytics firm Chain Analysis released. Uh, and it shows that $7.7 billion in 2021 were stolen from investors due to things like honeypots, liquidity drains, smart contract exploits, and rug pulls. Uh, last year, you know, rug pulls accounted for over $2.8 billion stolen. And this is a significant amount of money, you know? And so you, on one hand, you have that. On the other hand, you have the fact that less than 4% of people globally own cryptocurrency. So the DeFi space, the crypto space is still so, so young. But something that I've personally noticed just within my own life is 
when I'm talking to people who are crypto curious or even DeFi curious and are interested in getting into the space, their biggest concern is really around safety. Like, how do they know their investments are secure? Like, they're seeing all over media massive scams like the the Squid Game token. And so really for us, it's we believe that it's necessary to start having security protocols adopted across the space to make the space more accessible to everyone. And that's kind of really how we landed where we are. Um, Fortunately, again, we have an incredible development team and they're creating tools for other developers to leverage and utilize to secure their projects. So that way, you know, security for a project isn't something that developers have to go, oh no, we have to allocate you know, so much of our own development time just to make sure our project's secure. It's like, oh no, there's this suite of dApps that I can actually use to develop my project and make my project secure. And I can just focus on the mission of what I'm building. So you'd want to see it as a default for any uh, project that want to, you know, show that it's secure the way that a a code audit is right now. Yes, exactly. Um, like I said, you know, Everrise and our ecosystem, we're available on Ethereum, Binance, Smart Chain, and Polygon. But for us, like, it doesn't stop there. DeFi is so much bigger than just those three blockchains. So we're going to continue to expand to new blockchains so we can bring our security products over there. So it won't matter if you're building on Solana. It won't matter if you're building on, you know, avalanche or if you're now building on polygon or ethereum like you will have access to these set of tools like that's the long-term vision is adoption at that scale well good luck with that the the industry definitely needs uh you know whatever help it it, it can with uh improving security you know, and yeah. stopping rifles so we talked about um you know the need for security what other challenges do you see uh, facing the DeFi industry, um, you know, these days? Oh, honestly, I think the biggest one is education, like education, education. Like I, like I said, like a lot of people don't realize that in DeFi, the smart contract is everything. You know, um, a lot of people don't even know what newly generated liquidity is, or they don't realize that the project that they've invested in gets newly generated liquidity. And so because they don't know, they're not asking the questions in the due diligence process. So a big goal for Everize is putting together educational materials around DeFi. So that way, anyone who's interested in the space, you know, you can go on to our blog and learn like, oh, what is a smart contract? What is governance? Like, what are all these, what I consider DeFi basics that I need to understand to be able to navigate this space as an educated investor? So as I go out and invest in other projects, like the due diligence checklist is there. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Sounds very, uh, very helpful. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's 
you know, it's not going to be just a solution that ever I solves, but I think like, it's really up to everyone that is currently working in the DeFi space that like, you know, part of our jobs is education. Like I said, you know, less than 4% of people around the world own cryptocurrency and there's so much adoption that's still to be made. And really everyone, we all have to go out there and educate people and make sure that they don't just think that the DeFi space is full of squid game tokens and various things like that and making sure they actually understand like what is happening um, with the projects that they are interested in investing in. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the individual, um, you know, investors, users, they have the tools and capacity to you know, to judge smart contracts or does it need to be a, you know, more technological solution, you know, that you can, uh, um, you know, put your trust in a, uh, a more, um, you know, a, a technology that, uh, you, you know, that, you know, other people have already verified that this yeah. works. Yeah. I think, you know, if we're being realistic, um, I don't think it's realistic to expect every single investor in the space to be able to read solidity code. You know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, even looking at BSC scan or ether scan is a little bit overwhelming for them and they're not too sure what is what, especially if they're newer in the space. I think for folks who have been in the DeFi space for a long time, you know, it's something that we've kind of just learned along the way. But for someone who, let's say, gets into DeFi today, oftentimes what I'm finding is, you know, I have friends sending me trans screenshots of their transactions and I'm having to break down like, okay, so this wallet goes to this wallet and that's what that means. And, you know, this is what this means. And so I really think to your point, it's going to fall back on having technological assurances that are you know validated by other folks within the space and within the industry because that makes it so much more accessible it's a lot easier to go hey is this project secured in something like everown versus let me scan through the smart contract code line by line and you know hopefully i'll be able to figure this out yeah but eventually we'll need someone to, you know, find some, you know, more user-friendly way of, uh, of showing, I mean, like whoever is going to find that way of, of showing it in a way that's, uh, accessible, that's probably going to be, a um, you know, the, the way to reach more mainstream audiences, you know, like, yeah. like the iPhone needed to be invented for, uh, you know, getting, um, uh, mobile internet. Right. So yeah. eventually, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah, no, no that's yeah, yeah. that's exactly mm -hmm. it. Yeah. No, so it, it's good to see that people are doing. Uh, you know, companies are doing uh, steps to you know make governance and staking and uh, you know everything more uh, trustworthy and the smart contract. Yeah, it's just. It's that, and it's also, you know, again, like 
oftentimes when developers are going out and creating these projects, they have a mission and a purpose already in mind. And we don't want developers to have to take time away from building that out in order to make sure that their project is secure. Like basically what we're doing is creating plug and play solutions to save these developers time so they can focus on building out what they had initially set to build build out, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. So where should our audience go to learn more about uh, Everize? And uh, do you think that there's anything else that uh, you know we should cover? Anything else we should talk about? Yeah, well, everything and anything you could possibly need is available at everize.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Everize. And honestly, we're active on all of our social channels. So if you ever want updates and you're only on Instagram or you're only on Twitter, wherever that is, there's a really good chance that Everize is also present. Um, in terms of other topics to cover, you know, I think... I think you did a really great job of covering it all. And I'm sorry if I stumbled through uh, trying to explain our ecosystem. But no, I, I don't really think there's anything else I want to, we need to cover. I think it's just, I'll emphasize this again. Um, I really do feel like in order for DeFi to hit a point of critical mass adoption, we all need to make sure that, you know, the legitimate projects that are out there are able to differentiate themselves in a unique way. And really that's what Everize is trying to build. We're building an ecosystem of dApps that, you know, other people can leverage to have those technological assurances. Uh, every day we see thousands and thousands of projects launch. And we also see thousands and thousands of projects take money from hardworking people um, via a scam. So, but I, I got, you know, I don't want to end this on a totally downer note, but I think the future of DeFi is looking very, very bright, uh, because there are protocols like ours that are creating utility that other projects can use and leverage. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure everybody that's, uh, listening to this podcast, uh, is aware of the upsides as well as a downside. So, you know, uh, people are looking for uh, um, solutions and they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're not deterred. But yeah, but in order to reach the mainstream, we'll need uh, definitely more education and, you know, a more, um, you know, a more trusted environment, which, uh, you know, I, th I think that's great if uh, Everize will be able to, you know, popularize that and, and get that with, uh, you know, new projects. Yeah, we're, it's definitely something that we're actively working on. And what's really cool is we're actually already seeing adoption and we have products on the market. So it's a, a really exciting time for us. It's wonderful. Okay, Jen. So I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time and coming to explain to us about Everize, uh, the apps and the vision. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, the pleasure is all mine. I'm so excited to be here. So thanks for the awesome conversation.